is going on everybody welcome to another episode of books bourbon and business just everything business and entrepreneurial related so i am super excited we have a special guest on today aaron trevino from streamline funding out in austin texas so uh this is a buddy of mine i am really excited to talk money like who's not excited to talk money so um this podcast will be specifically for my real estate listeners per se so with streamline funding aaron does a lot of funding and lending on development deals new construction deals um i'm really excited brother to have you sincerely so thank you for uh, being generous with your time today yeah, absolutely, Clifford. And, you know, thank you so much for having me on. Uh, I know that we had, we've, uh, you know, been speaking a bit over the past, you know, few months and I, I love what you're doing. So, uh, it's, you know, happy to be here. Absolutely, man. The pleasure is mine. And uh, although this will be for all the listeners, I will definitely be taking notes myself because, you know, I do um, a lot of rehabs and wholesaling and things of that nature, but I don't do any new construction yet. So I would love to just pick your brain and talk to you about um, advice on just business and getting started from your perspective in, in real estate investing and development and, and kind of go from go from there. But uh, tell everybody a little bit about yourself. How long have you been uh, lending real estate? Uh, sure, absolutely. So I guess uh, maybe a bit of background about myself. Um, I was born and raised in Corpus Christi, which is uh, on the Gulf Coast, Texas Gulf Coast, uh, two hours south of San Antonio. So I grew up there. Um, and then I went to school uh, here in Austin. So I went to the University of Texas and you know, obviously fell in love with the city. Um, I guess from the time I was a kid until now, I've really been able to see the amount of growth that Austin is, uh, has experienced. So um, I stuck around. Um, but to answer your question, I, I've been uh, doing construction lending for almost two years now. Um, and it's, uh, you know, it's an interesting part of the business. And, you know, for as much growth as Texas is experiencing, it's, uh, you know, great to great to be a part of it. No, absolutely. And Austin is crazy right now, y'all's market. So <laughs> how are you feeling about the Austin market? So I've heard somebody even say Austin is Texas, California, so to speak, because of the pricing that's just getting a little ridiculous out there. Is that, do you find that to be true? In a way, yes. You know, um, <laughs> I, I guess, you know, it's not only Austin as well. It seems like every metro in Texas, um, you know, the, you know, the home values are going up, whether it's Houston, Dallas, Austin, San Antonio, um, and, you know, a lot of places in between as well. Um, and really nationwide. I, I can't really speak for other states, given that I, I mostly, you know, work in Texas. Um, but yes, you know, there there definitely are some price increases in Austin for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I know that uh, I love Austin. I need to start getting some some more rentals and stuff out there for sure. The way there you, you go. Appreciate we'll get some barbecue when you come down. I know it. That uh, <laughs> is it. Franklin's Barbecue that's out there. That's right. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's awesome. So 
uh, a little bit about our listeners. We do have a lot of real estate investors who are listening in on this. Um, a lot of newbies as well. I mean, there, there's a variety of different levels. Um, when Let's talk about what would it take for our new listeners who are just getting started fresh in real estate investing if they wanted to get started in new construction or development? Is that something that, that you lend on or fund on or is it more so for the experienced investor? Sure. You know, so we definitely, um, you know, we definitely work with beginners as well. Um, mm -hmm. I guess in terms of the, of the deals we do, we're, you know, we're construction lenders. So we focus mostly on new construction development. We'll also do flips. Um, I guess the reason I talk about flips is, is it's interesting is that it kind of seems like a lot of the people, uh, the investors who have done flips, right? Maybe you go in, you fix up a, a house and then, you know, you sell it, right? Um, a lot of those people are actually looking to transition to new construction uh, for a number of reasons, maybe because um, maybe the margins are a bit slim on the flips they're doing. So, you know, people say, hey, uh, with a few extra steps, um, of course, you know, you need plans, you need permits, a, a bit more of due diligence and homework. But it's, you know, essentially a very similar process. I may as well build new. Right. Right. And it's almost like for a lot of investors like myself, we almost kind of feel like that's the next evolution, like the next step up. Uh-oh, there we go. My mic shut off. <laughs> My mic shutting off, y'all. We got some, some mic issues here. So this is a... Uh, non-edited podcast, so y'all hear the the good and the bad, y'all. So our mics just shut off. I'm sorry about that. But uh, back to what you were saying, Aaron, or or what I was asking, is that we do most investors kind of feel like that's the next step or the next evolution is to start doing new builds. Once we once we have several flips under our belt, um, could somebody come in? just brand new who haven't who hasn't done a flip and start doing new construction of course yeah and you know it's it's funny is that uh it's funny you mentioned that because um earlier this year i was talking to a developer and th th these were his words not mine he was basically telling me in the podcast he was saying um you know a lot of times people think that um, the barrier to entry, you know, it's it's easier to get in with the flip, maybe get, get some experience and then start building. Um, but he was basically suggesting, you know, if your intention is to do new construction, you know, go and build a house. Um, and that was what he advised. And he was talking about, um, you know, thinking outside the box a bit um, and the process being very similar. So I found that to be profound that someone who uh, now does larger developments was, you know, suggesting something like that. And I think that that's our, which is awesome because we do need to start thinking outside of the box because there's just these common misconceptions that I know in regards to real estate, almost like, well, I'll, I'll hear a lot of new people starting out say, oh, I just want to start out with wholesaling to start learning and then I'll start with flips. And even like some of my students that I coach, I tell them like, hey, you don't have to start with wholesaling. If you don't want to go down that rabbit hole, just jump right into flips. 
And here it's nice knowing you that you're even saying, hey, you don't even have to start with flips. You can start with new construction uh, right out the bat and maybe even large development, depending maybe. Uh, sure. I mean, I mean, you know, at the same time, I don't want to advise anyone to, you know, bite off more than you can chew, right? As long as it's right. uh, something that you, you know, you feel obviously, you know, A, financially comfortable with, uh, and B, that, you know, logistically you can do it, right? Um, right. So as long as it, as long as it's something reasonable um, and kind of, um, you know, within your, within your timeline, right? So maybe if you have a certain amount of time to do a deal doing, maybe, you know, maybe a smaller build or something like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've definitely seen, you know, first timers do, do new construction um, and, and get deals done and, you know, they, they come back and they're looking to do more, right? Nice. Yeah, um, definitely take that advice, y'all. Don't try to bite off more than you can chew 100% of the time. Uh, definitely make sure you know what you're doing. And I'm always big on partnering as well. Like if this is your first deal and you're green and you're new, find somebody that's experienced and partner with them. Um, what would it look like for a new investor capital wise? Because I know that when it comes to the single family houses for me, especially starting out, I was able to get really creative and take advantage of using other people's money um, and not bring so much of my capital uh, at the beginning. Is that the same case with new construction? Would I be required or any of our listeners be required to put X amount of money down or whatever the case may be? Am I making sense? Yeah, absolutely. I guess it really depends on, you know, what you want to do. Right. So, I mean, let's just assume you're looking to build a house um, and, you know, maybe you've no sort of experience, but maybe, you know, you have a lot of energy, maybe you have connections in the area, uh, you have accessibility to land, you know, people who are looking to sell, you're ready to buy. Um, so maybe, you know, like you said, you know, finding a, a partner, um, whether it's, you know, a, a builder, a developer, a coach or whoever it may be, um, you know, maybe using uh, them as a, a private source of capital, right? So maybe they're, uh, you know, putting up the money for the deal. Maybe you're hunting for the deal. They help you put it together. And that's, you know, like that's your partnership, right? Um, right. So, so I've seen some people do something like that. Or um, you can always go to a construction lender, right? So a lender who finances deals, who specializes in doing new construction, um, who can help you get it done in, in a short timeline. So th those are really uh, the, the two things that I, I've personally seen. Yeah. Nice. Nice. And what, what are the typical like numbers or terms? Like I like to put things in a simple, more per simplistic way. So people can really understand the numbers. What, what would a typical new construction loan look like? Uh, sure. Uh, you know, at, at the end of the day, you know, it's uh you know, it's easy to get, you know, quote unquote, lost in the sauce, right? So it's, right. you know, uh, especially with, you know, with videos and blogs and so many different things flying everywhere. At the end of the day, um, you know, if you're looking to build and sell a home, three things, right? Number one would be your purchase. Um, so that's that's your land purchase. That's, that's your basis, right? Um, and then number two would be your cost to build, right? So basically your construction cost to get the structure up. And then uh, number three would be your sales price, right? Assuming it's built to sell, 
Um, right. So really, you know, at the end of the day, it comes down to three simple things. Um, of course, there are a few mm-hmm. other moving pieces uh, along the way. But at the end of the day, that it's really it really just comes down to, to those three. OK. And what are your typical qualifications for someone coming? I give you a call, say, hey, Aaron, I got a lot over here that I'm going to purchase. What do you need from me to start doing this this new build? Uh, sure. So I, I can't really speak for all new construction lenders because I'm sure different lenders have different, you know, uh, parameters or requirements or, or whichever. Right. But, uh, you know, at least maybe a safe rule of thumb would be uh, pricing could be off credit and experience. So, you know, um, at the end of the day, the lenders looking to mitigate and reduce their own risk as a lender. You know, obviously, if you're putting, uh, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars into a deal, right? The lender is obviously going to want to make sure that it's secure. Um, right. so yeah, of course, you know, good credit always helps. Any sort of experience always helps. Um, even if you're a beginner, um, you know, basically, you know, one thing that could be good to show a lender would, um, would be saying, hey, I have this partnership with this local builder, uh, right? He has a, a website. He has an Instagram. He has uh, proof of doing... Uh, new construction deals that have sold recently, right? So then your lender is going to look at that and say, okay, well, you know, they're working with, uh, with Joe, who's an experienced builder in the area, right? They have a builder contract with him. Uh, let's talk further, right? Right. Oh. Nice. And that's good. That's great on, on that. I kind of want to pivot a little bit on the, the lending. Now, you've been in real estate uh, a few years now, you know, tons of tons of people, probably more than I do. Um, a lot of successful real estate investors, um, and you're an extremely successful businessman. So I want to actually talk about books. This is a books and bourbon podcast. We'll hold off on the bourbon today, but but what are some traits or qualities that that you find that have helped you? get successful and, and where you are in your life, whether that's resources, mentorship, books, et cetera. Uh, sure. Absolutely. You know, I think at the end of the day, a lot of it is just, um, you know, just asking, right. <laughs> uh, you know, ask, ask and you shall receive. I, I know that sounds cliche. Everyone and and their, and their mother says that, right. Um, <laughs> But, um, you know, I, I'll use, uh, I guess, maybe myself as an example. I, um, I, I'll say, yeah, this is about two years ago. So I guess growing up, I was never, I, I, was, um, I, I was, I guess, moderately athletic. You know, I played football or baseball or soccer, and, you know, I love sports, right? Um, right. But, I ne- but I was always that guy. I hated running long distances. Um, and uh-huh. then... Uh, one day came about two years ago where I realized, hey, you know, maybe and I just started, you know, gradually pushing myself and I kind of found out, wow, you know, if I really put my mind to it, I can run long distances. So then I started mm-hmm. training, running longer and longer, you know, you know, three miles, five miles, seven miles. And, you know, um, I started building that endurance. And then one of my mm-hmm. friends out of the blue said, hey, uh, I'm doing this triathlon in Houston. Do you want to do that? Uh, oh, and- and, <laughs> yeah. And my knee jerk reaction was, no, I've, I've, I've never done a triathlon. Right. That was that was my knee jerk. That's the 
the ugly voice in your head that tells you, no, you can't do this. Right. Um, and then we talked over the phone. I said, yeah, man, let's do it. You know, let's let it rip. Count me in. Um, so I started training for this triathlon. Um, and there were people that, you know, maybe I hadn't talked to for a little bit, little bit. Maybe I was connected on Instagram with, um, you know, maybe they were living in other cities. And I gradually started telling people, hey, I'm training for this triathlon, right? And I would, you know, I would seek out, uh, you know, friends help, guys who have done triathlons, maybe guys who swam in high school, maybe guys who were into cycling, maybe guys who did long distance running. And I would ask them, you know, hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And then before you know it, people were offering to lend me equipment. Hey, you need a, you need a speed bike? You can, you can use my speed bike and, you know, just bring it back to me after the race. So it's almost like you have to tell people what you're doing and you have to ask for help. And it wasn't until I started telling people, hey, I'm doing this triathlon, people came out of the woodwork to, to help along the way. That's awesome. And I think that people overlook the ask on so many different levels and letting people know what they're doing. Like fun fact about me, I went to a three day summit, real estate summit when I first started. Before I left that event, I changed my uh, profile on Facebook at the time to real estate investor, like the, the job description. And I started telling every single body I was a real estate investor. Number one, I didn't I hadn't even done my first deal yet. And I was already telling people I was a real estate investor. So just uh, putting it out there and letting people know what you're doing. I completely agree with that. Uh, and then ask people for help. Like people don't they 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 don't ask God for one. Uh, you know, I'm a spiritual person. So. I think that there's nothing wrong with asking God for what you're wanting. He says that he'll give you the desires of your heart, right? And, and, but sometimes we can almost feel guilty like, well, I don't want to ask God for that because, you know, maybe somebody's struggling with addictions or hunger or things of that nature. Like God is God. Like you can still ask, he's going to take care of them and he can take care of you. Uh, but that's 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 big. And I think a lot of people overlook that for sure. Uh, do you feel this is this is kind of side note. Do you feel because you were athletic or played sports that you have an edge? Uh, I, I will say <laughs> maybe I said moderately. I, I, I was never a superstar. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't play sports in college. I was just, you know, I was uh, mostly focused on school and then uh, tried to play, uh, not tried, but, you know, did, did play some sports. So not, not bragging by any means, but uh, uh, right. I, I don't know if, you know, maybe giving you an edge per se, but I do think, you know, again, uh, Clifford, it, it sounds cliche, but I, I mean, you know how it is the the body is the mind, right? So mm -hmm. um I've noticed that a, a lot of times that, you know, um, you know, maybe when, maybe when my, when my mind was broken, my body was also broken too. Right. There's that sort of congruence there. And then maybe, uh, you know, maybe you start doing that sort of training. Maybe you start trying to get to bed a little earlier. Uh, you know, maybe you, you say no to the Doritos. Right. And over time, right. uh, <laughs> your, your, your mind starts shaping up. Right. Um, and I, I think there's a, there's a lot to that. 
Absolutely. But I was, I was, I felt like, or it's something that I've been kind of observing from just sitting back. Like I noticed that a lot of athletes transition into business or, or people who played sports in a, in a group setting and they tend to do pretty well. Um, maybe it's just the competitive competitiveness. Oh, I can't say that. I can't speak. Um, that gives them that edge or that drive to stay competitive and even work together and collaborate and, and crush it. And that, so that's kind of what I asked that for. Uh, and even, even you though, you're, you're, you're kind of, you're competitive. I know you are like, you're being modest and humble for sure, but you're competitive. Like you want to win. That's for darn sure. And it's funny because I'm trying to adopt that mindset. Like I didn't play a lick of sports growing up. I didn't have an athletic bone in my body, but I'm trying to develop this business athlete persona and and just mindset, sort of speak, and just have that competitive edge, though. Yeah, no, I I love that. I I think that's beautiful. And you know, it's uh, I can't help but be reminded of uh, the late Kobe Bryant, right? So obviously, you know, everyone you know on the face of the earth knows Kobe mob mentality and the guy was just you know obviously he was a phenomenal athlete but uh, as a man as a person just his mentality was just he was in an, he was on another level he was in a different place and I remember his last I guess his farewell his last game he scored all these points and people you know it was an emotional moment people said you know thank you and they had the ceremony and the next morning he was in the office at 8 a.m working on his brand right you can't, you, you, you can't coach that. That's a special, uh, you know, I don't know if it's innate, maybe he was born with that or he developed it over time, but that shows a, a true hunger to, to do something bigger. Absolutely. And I think it's just that. I think it's a hunger. Like you gotta be, how does Les, Les Brown say it? You gotta be hungry, right? You gotta, you gotta really want it. So yeah, uh, that's big. Are there any particular books that you feel have transformed your business, your mindset that you just absolutely love? Uh, sure. Absolutely. I mean, I'll say, you know, I, again, I know it sounds cliche, but uh, think and grow rich. I, I think, I think is great. Um, I'm sure a lot of people will, will definitely recommend that as well. Um, and kind of mm -hmm. how you were talking about the, the, you know, the self limiting beliefs earlier, right. Which, yeah. You know, I, I, I certainly have them. I'm, you know, certainly working on them like like any other guy is uh, guy or gal out there is working on that. But um, I think earlier you used an example, something like, uh, you know, why should I ask for help when there are other people that uh, that, that are also needing help? But at the same time, um, you know, if your objective is, you know, for the betterment of humanity or the betterment of the community, uh, in, a, in a way, you need to ask for help. Uh, to be able to get there, right? Because if anything, you're you're doing a disservice to the people around you for not not trying your best, right? Absolutely. Yeah, you're definitely. I've, I heard a quote one time that says, uh, "You're letting the people down who are counting on you," something of that nature. Uh, and it's so true. Like, um, actually, one of my signatures in my email is, "Your success is somebody else's miracle." Like. 
mm-hmm. uh, by, by not achieving your dreams or your goals or scaling that business, like you're letting other people down uh, and you don't even realize it. But definitely that Think and Grow Rich, though, is, is a foundation, is a staple book that I think is, uh, is, is great for everybody to read. Yeah, no, no, definitely. So I'll always recommend that one. Uh, and then two other books, I guess, kind of during that time that I was training for that triathlon, I was telling you about, uh, I, I read two books. So I, I read the, I read the physical copies and then I also, um, you know, I did the audible, uh, and I listened, I was just marinating in both of these books, but, uh, I read 12 rules for life by Jordan Peterson, um, and can't hurt me by David Goggins. Um, and I just, you know, marinated in that for, for months and months at a time. And, you know, both those books changed the, changed the, the, the direction of my life. So I'm very thankful to, to both of those authors. Very nice. Yeah. I'm going to have to check those out. I haven't read those two. I definitely heard of them. I know David, uh, I watch a lot of his videos and stuff. He's uh, yeah. he's pretty intense for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I think, uh, you know, I, I think he, you know, he, everyone kind of needs a, a kick in the rear end sometimes, right? You know, maybe that sounds a bit, a bit brash, but, you know, I, I think that's why people like him, right? Because he, you know, at least at the end of, you know, if you read the book, I'm not going to spoil anything in the book for you, but um, right. at least, you know, at the end of every chapter, there's uh, actionable items, right? Or activities or, you know, something that he's basically saying, hey, you know, I wrote this chapter for you here's your action item to do. Right. And it's all things that are, um, you know, helping your mentality, maybe helping you uh, confront an issue you have. Um, And it it kind of builds, you know, builds along in the book. Uh, And I think that that's what, you know, maybe people are also missing or starving for is kind of those actionable steps, right? Because it's easy to just throw a bunch of information and say, here you go. But at the end of the day, it's, you know, what can this do for me? What can this do for my family? Right. Um, and I think that's what David provides in the book. Nice. Yeah. I'm definitely going to have to check that out for sure. For sure. Um, but brother, I don't want to keep you long. I love these podcasts to be short, sweet and actionable. Um, so I appreciate you hopping on to all of my listeners. I hope that you got a lot of value out of this. Uh, me personally, some of the takeaways that I got is that I don't have to start doing flips, although I'm already doing it. I could have moved directly in uh, to new construction. So if that's something that you're on the fence on, that it's 100% possible for you to do. You might even have to get creative and bring in partners or things of that nature. Um, but you don't have to start with wholesaling or fix and flips. You can go into new construction if that's what you really want. Um, some more takeaways is ask for what you want. Just simply um, be open, be humble, and, and ask. And uh, also let people know what you're doing. Let them know that you're a real estate investor, a private money lender, hard money lender, uh, developer, etc. That's how you start to build relationships and let people know uh, what you're about and who you are. So those are just some of my takeaways that I got from it. Um, And it's really nice to know that, hey, okay, now I can start letting people know that, you know what, I'm doing new construction now. I'm moving into 
or transitioning into development so that I can start building out those relationships and connections. Um, any final thoughts or final words before I let you go and let everybody know how they can connect with you, rather social media. Also, I want y'all to know Aaron puts a lot of content out on YouTube, Instagram, um, educational stuff as well for you to learn. I personally follow him on all those platforms and watch his videos as well because they're phenomenal stuff. Yeah, no, I th thank you, Clifford. I, I appreciate the kind words. Uh, I guess in terms of, uh, you know, final words, um, you know, I, I guess you kind of you kind of hit it earlier, but really, you know, asking asking for the help. Right. Um, you know, really just seeking counsel from people, whether, you know, if you're wanting to do, to do flips, connect with people who are doing flips. If you're looking to wholesale, connect with wholesalers looking to build, connect with someone who's done construction before, um, obviously doing, you know, a project that, that's within reason. Um, because like any, you know, like any deal, new construction is a risk. There's no guarantee, but you know, there is a good upside. Um, and yeah, just reaching out and, and looking at, you know, kind of connecting with like-minded people. You know, I, I love, uh, connecting with people like yourself, Clifford. I, I, I love, you know, where you're at. I love where you're going. Um, and, you know, just finding people to, to go along with you, right. You know, whether it's calling people, messaging, uh, and, you know, one one single DM could change your life. You, you never know. Um, in terms of finding me, uh, you know, I'm on social media. My YouTube channel is just Aaron Trevino. Um, you know, we talk about new construction development. I focus mostly on the Texas real estate market. I live in Austin, um, but we'll travel to different cities, Houston, Dallas, Fort Worth, San Antonio, a few places in between. Um, you can also find me on Instagram. It's Aaron P. Trevino. And um, yeah, if you ever want to, you know, send me a DM or, um, you know, give me a call. I'd be glad to and glad to chat and, uh, you know, see, see how we can help in any way. Awesome. Awesome, brother. I love it, man. Again, sincerely, I appreciate you so much. Uh, and everybody, I hope that y'all enjoyed it and we'll catch y'all on the next one. Y'all take care and be blessed.